0: Me too Hey everybody, I'm Woody Overton, your host for Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And I'm going to make a couple announcements today, and then we're going to get into our Ask Me Anything section that I promised the fans that we would do. And the announcements are, the first one is, I just want to thank everybody for rocking our podcast, man. We've been killing it. Um. Forty-five countries, I think, from around the world now. In over six thousand uh, listens to the different episodes. And our private Facebook page, is just past two hundred members. This uh, today, actually, this afternoon. And I think you know, less than two weeks ago, one of our fans. And moderators Rachel Franz from Alaska just created it less than two weeks ago, so we're up to over two hundred members. And so, give it a uh, check it out and and invite your if your friends if you haven't already, if you're not already a member of the closed page, give us uh, a request to be added, and we'll add you. And it has more things on the page, you know, discussions with the fans, but that we also post different materials about the each episode such as photographs of the perpetrators and some crime scene locations and court documents and press releases and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Check it out and shout out to all our moderators on the page. Y'all are killing it. We appreciate you taking care of it. And also y'all we've been asked, numerous times about producing more episodes etc and and it just really takes a lot to do this and, and get it out on friday but so we decided to go with uh patron which is was recommended to us by one of our fans and it's simply a subscription service where if you choose to whichever level tier you choose to subscribe to you'll get the bonus stuff that that's on included in that tier and and in no way is going to stop our regular fans from getting uh, the regular Friday episodes. You'll of real life, real crime. You're going to get them, and they'll always be free. But if you want to support, or um, I guess you would call it, a, or help us go bigger, which 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 is what we're going to do. Um, we're going to go bigger. And the if you join that patron or patron group, then of course you'll get. Whatever's promised, I I can assure you it'll be worth uh, whatever the monthly fee is that you pledge. And we appreciate just, you know, even taking a look at it. So with that being said, we're going to get started with the questions that were submitted to us on our Facebook page by our viewers. Okay, so our first question comes from our pretty much a super fan, Cassie Wallace. And Cassie asked me, what case sticks with you the most and why? But Cassie, that's a real tough one to answer. Uh, so, some of these questions y'all ask me um, are just tough. And anyway, I'll explain it to you. But as I can't say there's one that sticks with me more or or, or the most. Uh, there, certainly there are cases that I've done that are – Jumped to the forefront of my mind. Um, but I, ca- I can't tell you that one is above the other, right? So, and I don't want to do a spoiler alert. The uh, And, and it, different cases stick in my mind for different reasons. Like the Constance case and we did in episode one, it sticks with me because it was just such a mind-blowing, horrible thing. And um, we got to lock him up for the rest of his life, right? In but as far, then I have murder cases that I haven't done yet. And we're going to do in episodes that are upcoming and each one of them sticks with me for a different reason. It it could be the victim of of the murder or how they were murdered or some, you know, it could be a cold case that I solved or something like that. So I can't really put it on there, but it's a good question. and I just can't answer it with a specific answer. There's no way, but I can tell you this. If I put it on an episode of real life, real crime, then it sticks with me. uh, And I think it's an important case. And whether it's, you know, so serious like the Constance case to the next one being Trust No One, which is just about as lighthearted of a podcast of telling about two murders as you can get compared to episode one, right, of uh, David Constance. But so that's that one. Then let's go to the next question. All right, y'all. The next one comes from Kimberly Stowers, who is from Florida, and she's one of our administrators, also on the private page, and just absolutely invaluable to our success. And we appreciate you, Kimberly. And she asked, and she asked me, on average, how many cases did you work at a time? That's a really good one too, Kim- Kimberlia. Um, when I was in general detectives, we didn't have a specialized division uh, other than narcotics, right? So you had general detectives, and we worked everything from theft of a garbage can to homicides and in between. And naturally, a homicide would take precedence, but we, we were always working all the cases. So check this out. Every time a uniformed patrol officer would respond to a call and make a report that they didn't conclude right there on the scene, you know, if it was something stolen or a battery or an assault or whatever the case may be, it every single report they generated was sent to the detective division and assigned to a detective. So literally we would have hundreds of open cases each at one time, and it used to be, almost comical uh, because, you know, there's no way you could work such a caseload. And if I was reading a report that came in from a deputy, a uniform patrol guy, and it didn't have a, a suspect listed in the report, like the victim didn't know who stole or stuff and like that. I mean, they were lucky if they got a call back, right? But then again, the flip side of that is the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And if it was somebody that was friends with the sheriff or The chief deputy, or what have you, then you know, or somebody that actually called up and said, "Hey, what the hell is going on with my case?" Then you get called in, or you know, they they want you to go out there and and make an effort on it, or even if it's just to soothe the the victim. If you know there's no way in hell you're going to solve it because it's an unsolvable theft of a garbage can or whatever it may be, but so. Hundreds of cases, but naturally um, the squeaky wheel got the grease. And the other thing I would say on work in cases like that is an APE. APE stands for acute political emergency. Those always got work first other than homicides. And that's anything that would end up on the news or the uh, maybe an internal affairs case that could you know be bad for the department. So, but that's it. Tons and tons of cases, but we always did our best on whatever it was that we were working. All right. And our next question is from Troy Perret. Um, Troy wants to know where do, exactly do I live in Marpa, Louisiana, and the Troy used to be an officer with the Springfield Police Department um, under Chief Jones. And Troy, I probably did your polygraph. I used to do all their pre-employment polygraphs for him on the side, and I've known uh, Chief Jones forever. And but I live on the island, uh, on uh, almost to the end of the island, and off of uh, Paradise. Uh, if you're familiar with it, you know you know where that's at. And I use there's Um, We're probably six or seven places before the cul-de-sac on the island. Thanks. And our next question is. And so our next question is from, and I hope I'm saying it right. It's L-I-N-N-E-A-H, Linnea, maybe. And the last name's Tapper. And Linnea wants to know, why did you become a police officer? And was it your childhood dream job? And why did you quit? And then let me answer that part first. And then she has a couple more questions. So um, I hope I'm saying your name right. But I've, I always wanted to be a cop and or a law enforcement professional. And it's a maybe I'll get into the details one day. Of uh, all I ever wanted to be was like FBI, and I and came close to going into federal law enforcement. And there's a, a, a whole another story behind that why I ended up. Local, but uh, you know, God does everything for a reason, and it worked out well, better than expected. And so, yeah, I guess you know, I always like—I mean, I've always liked the criminal mind and and being a cop's all I ever want to do. And why did I quit? Okay, that's a good one. The, when I self-retired. From the Louisiana State Police, I was at a headquarters in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I was a criminal investigator, too, and also a polygraphist, right? So a polygraph examiner. And when they recruited me to come be a criminal investigator, too, I told them the only way I would do that is if I could continue my private polygraph business and where in which I conducted everything from relationship tests to Uh, criminal defense cases and they said that I could as long as it didn't interfere uh, with any of the cases that I was actually working so basically you know I never did any type of defense work for Louisiana State Police or anything like that but it just got to the point where my polygraph business uh, and the consulting side of it was growing so much and I couldn't afford to be a police officer anymore as sad as that is because I was making a really good salary um, with the state police but that concluded it for me and uh, uh and you know basically had to take a leap of faith to give give up the guaranteed salary in career to go out on our own and you know my wife and I thought about it for a long long time and then we took the leap of faith and we've been wide open ever since <laughs> it's been blessed 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 okay and uh Linnea and you're gonna have to l- let me know Linnea if I'm saying that right also wants to know what made me start the podcast and what is my favorite podcast again funny story right so um I've written two books and published two books in the past and I have a- tons of stories that, that I like to tell and every night you know when I'm putting myself to sleep, I'm telling myself another story in my head. And that's how I actually go to sleep at night. But my wife was, you know, told me, she said, we ought to start, start a podcast. And I didn't even know what a podcast was. Honest to God, I didn't. And she, and she explained it to me and she said, you know, You have all the stories and people love to hear them and they would just eat it up. I think, you know, we need to do this. Let's, let's, let's take a shot and do it. And so that's why we did it. And, and, you know, obviously she was, as usual, she was correct. And it it has been a success and we've been very blessed. And as far as listening to a podcast on my honor, I've never listened to a podcast ever until I listened to 1096 Crime Chicks, who uh, host Amy Derrick. Um, and I began to correspond when we first started doing this, after we released our first episode. And she helped, helped us out a lot and, and, and gave us some tips and stuff. And other than hers, I have gone in um, and, and clicked on a couple of them um, just to see. Yeah, you know, but mainly they're listening to their openings and stuff like that. But I, I don't listen to any other to podcasts. I could tell you my wife listens to Dave Ramsey every day when she's driving to, to, to her teaching job. It, but that's it. And probably the reason I never listen to a true crime podcast is it would be like, before I st- worked in uniform patrol, I used to love to watch cops, right? And um, and then after I worked in uniform patrol, I didn't watch cops anymore because it's kind of like going to work. But the the true crime genre, um, I find that the ones that I have started to listen to, it's always I want to say regular people, but people that have never been in law enforcement, telling about cases that are, they're reading off the media, and I don't really get that, but, so I'm just, you know, doing my own thing, telling the stories, uh, which I've always said, law enforcement is the greatest show on earth, and the, you know, and the truth is stranger than fiction. All right, and our next one is from Miss Christine Hernandez, who's another one of our moderators and is very active in, in making our page such a success. And Christine wants to know, uh, she said, I just have to tell you, Woody, I love your accent. And have you ever lived anywhere else besides Louisiana? Actually, yes. I've lived all over the United States. But I am, you know, born and raised in South Louisiana. And it, it will always be home. Um, I've lived, geez, y'all, I just just got rid of an apartment in Dallas from the and came back to the island full-time on that uh, I just travel a lot with my work um but I lived in Tennessee for a, a period of years it would be my longest stay anywhere else I lived in Florida for a short period of time and spent some time in Texas but the accent is probably just you know a combination of, of where I'm from uh, in South Louisiana and the next question is from Miss Cassie Wallace and Cassie Wallace is another one of our administrators on the private page and a huge supporter Cassie and we appreciate you and the question is do you plan on doing any live episodes or even shows meets and greets or crime kind? But Cassie, you're going to make me let the cat out the bag early, um, but we have already registered for CrimeCon this year, and we will 100% be there. And it's in New Orleans, so it's right down the street practically from me. And we're going to have a booth, and uh, of course we'll do meet, meet and greets and you know, sell merchandise, et cetera. And yes, I plan on doing live shows, um, especially for – our patron members and um uh, in the tier groups as you know because you joined it which we'll give you a shout out and explain more about that to everyone else um on friday's episode when we release it but yeah we're going to do everything we can do put ourselves out there and meet the fans and thank y'all for, for the support and our next question is from Miss Rachel Stone, and Miss Rachel wants to know what is the one case you worked on that you feel exceptionally proud of. I'm so keen for this episode. <laughs> well, Rachel, uh, I'm really proud of a lot of them, right? And can't it's just like when I was asked earlier about case which case sticks out of my mind the most. I can't put a label on which one does. Stands to the front of my mind more than the other, but there are so many that I'm so proud of, and you're going to hear every one of them in the episodes. Of the if we if it's in a main episode, if it's on a regular Friday episode, I'm proud of it. And, but like I said, it, the it's for different reasons. And, you know, episode one, David Constance, obviously career pedophile, locking him away when they just wanted to give him another slap on the wrist. Episode two was more about how I can use the uh, polygraph in a a kind of weird, funny uh, way way that that case broke out. And episode three is getting you know the dirtbag wuss to confess and uh, to give to give the. Get him to respond to the news and say, "Yeah, I did it. I'm guilty." Right? And, and um, you know, but that case uh, stuck with me. I mean, got, I guess the brutality of it. But it's just so many of them that I'm proud of. And look, y'all have some cases coming up that are really going to upset you. And these, so just stay tuned. I promise you, one thing: none of none of the episodes will be boring there's uh, there's some of them that are going to have to be longer than an hour, and they're going to have to be broken up because they're so detailed, including the next one that we're doing. So just stay tuned, Ms. Stone, and uh, we'll see. And our next one, y'all, is from Chris-Shan, S-H-A-N-N, and the last name Hayes. And Chris wants to know, are there any unsolved cases that haunt you? Uh, I don't have any unsolved cases, Chris, that haunt me. I have a few cases that I solved that I got confessions in uh, from the bad guy that I have more evidence that ties them to the crime and they were not prosecuted. And those are the cases that haunt me. And they're not prosecuted because the prosecutor doesn't want to take the chance on the cases. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go in depth on those cases too. I'm not going to hold anything back. Uh, the, uh you know, district attorneys love to say they have a 98.5% conviction rate when it comes to election time. And that's because 94% of their cases, they plead out, Uh, uh you know, so, but though as far as unsolved, I don't have it. And I'm not conceited, just convinced. I, I don't have any unsolved. I do have some that should have been prosecuted that weren't. I'll let you know when, when those episodes come up because you'll, or you'll know at the end of the episode because you'll be as pissed as I was. And the next question is uh, another question from Linnea Tapper. I mean, again, I hope I'm saying your name right. The and she wants to know how did you end up a polygraph examiner? Was it something you wanted or just something the department needed? I think it was uh, more of what the department needed, and the, the chief of the detectives at the time had been trying to get the sheriff to approve for a polygraph examiner for years, and in fact wanted one of the uh, was pushing very hard for one of the older detectives to to get it, and I was fortunate enough that the um the sheriff and the uh, chief criminal deputy picked me and, and it's, you know, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, And in the, the school is that I went to is the Texas state police headquarters in the same curriculum that the department of defense polygraph Institute teaches. It's the only school in the United States of America where senior law enforcement examiners from around the world come to, and that you have to be senior law enforcement to get into it. Um, so you know the sheriff asked me. Of course, uh, jumped the chance, and what a what a ride it's been, right? And what a blessing. And Kimberly Stower, a dear friend, has another question, and it's: Do you listen to any podcast yourself? And what is this one case you follow that you did not work in, Kimberly? Yeah, um, no, on the podcast except for Ten Ninety Six Crime Chicks. That is the only podcast that I've ever actually listened to all the way through. Uh, uh, and yesterday they just released their I think it was episode 9 and it told of a girl of murder that I didn't know about and from Baytown and the strange behavior of the bad guy etc but so that's it Um, 1096 Crime Chicks and the um, that is the only thing one that I've ever actually listened all the way through and as far as a case that I follow that I did not work in believe it or not the one, I, I I followed pretty much all the serial killer cases throughout my career, right? And, and, and I, I love doing criminal profiling, et cetera. And one of the first ones that I started with was the Jean-Benet Ramsey case. And I always thought it was fascinating and actually was in a homicide class where we uh, did everything from dissecting the handwritings uh, and the letters to the witness statements and stuff like that. So that one is, uh, was always interesting to me and believe it or not, I always like the Natalie Holloway case and the disappearance heard, uh, of course we know who did it now and everything, but you know, I, the, the body never being found, but that's, that's it. The, uh, that's the ones that I follow the most, but I know all of them. I mean, I've actually studied all, all the greats. I mean, Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gatesy, the, the, you know son of sam the uh even the unabomber right the the so I, i've read all the books and watched all the, you know documentaries you could you could imagine on what i call the good bad guys which are you know the big killers and the final couple questions y'all are actually about my wife and it's from Cassie Wallace and Kimberly Stowers. Um, and I was, up we were going to actually going to do include her today. And then it ended up not being able to happen. Uh, but what we're going to do is we'll have a qu- question and answer session, um, or, a ask me anything. I love that term. Right. when I was researching the, um, patron stuff, they, they, Instead of Q and As, what we used to call Q and As question and answer sessions, they call it a AMA, Ask Me Anything. So we're going to do that and include it in, in the Patron package a, a little bit later on. But we, should, you know, appreciate it. And I can tell you what Cindy listens to. I already stated it earlier is Dave Ramsey, and I know that because my son tells me about it, <laughs> and you know she she makes the kids listen to it and what have you. But I'm not sure if she listens to anything else or not and that's it but we'll we'll get her on at a later date and y'all can pick her brain and we're going to do some live shows like that for the uh patron tier groups and um even some facebook live and all that good stuff and you have to remember we're still pretty much virgins at this right on the recording and the editing and obviously we've improved since the first episode the volume of it although not everybody had the issue some people had the issue where they couldn't hear it said it was hard to hear and i think we've we cleaned that up but my wife is the one that does all the editing and, and i'm not computer savvy never have been and so she does all the 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 technical side of the stuff so and we'll, we'll get into that and, we'll, and i promise those episodes live and and whatever we'll get we'll get with y'all ahead of time and see what it is that you want to do but I really appreciate each and every one of you and hope you enjoy this and hope I answered some of your questions I know it's kind of vague on some but some I just couldn't answer and but we appreciate your support and we appreciate everything that you've done you sharing and and making it big y'all it's just crazy crazy good and crazy fun and I'm like a crack addict checking my lips and the stats <laughs> every 10 minutes or whatever, right? See how many downloads uh, have happened. Uh, but it's all made possible because of you, the, the fans and the listeners. And we love y'all and we appreciate you. And let's keep rocking it, right? Thanks again. And I'm Woody Overton, your host, Real Life, Real Crime the podcast. Thanks. She do me, me.